3: have you ever thought about starting your own podcast you know when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground we had a lot of questions how do you record an episode how do i get the show into all the apps people like to listen to you know best of all how do we like to make money off this podcast the answer to every one of these questions is really simple anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start. To join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. of the High Low Sports Podcast. We are back with part two of our season predictions, the NFC, which we are bringing back Brennan, who is a diehard Bears fan. Um, Poor soul he is, but gave us some great picks for the AFC. He gave us that gem last year with 13-3 Cardinals. Maybe we'll get something funny like that again. We'll see. Um, But today, DJ, we are going to go ahead and start off with you. Go
0: ahead and give us your picks for the uh, NFC North and what your thoughts are on it. So we will start in the North, like you said. The team that I probably like the most out of the division because they have the most players I like, I unfortunately have kind of at the bottom because they're just not that good and their coach is terrible. Detroit. I have them at 4-12. and 12. If Matt Stafford does play all 16 games, I think that improves. I just, he has not played all 16 games his entire career except for the one year they went to the playoffs. But that was also a really good team with Calvin Johnson Titus Young in squad. Jehovah Best before his brain basically exploded. T.J. Hawkinson, On Johnson, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay. They got players out the you-know-what. Problem is they signed so many Patriot rejects, too, on defense because Matt Patricia is Matt Patricia. It, their team construction just really doesn't make sense. I like Jeff Okuda, but that's because you scared away Darius Slay by Patricia being an asshole. Like, it's to Jekyll, I, just no. They're 4-12 to me until proven otherwise. If Matt Patricia gets fired early and Matt Stafford plays all 16 games, that could change really quickly. but. Till proven otherwise. 4-12 to me and another quality pick. Nope And bringing up next, I got the Vikings at 7-9. I feel like the loss of Stefan Diggs is going to be a lot. It's going to be a pretty big loss. Like I know Justin Jefferson's really nice. He's going to fill a lot of that void. But losing Kevin Stefanski to the Browns I think is going to hurt a lot too because the way he basically rejuvenated that play calling an offense last year to where Kirk Cousins, even Kirk Cousins can't really screw it up most of the time. That's gone now, and I feel like it's going to be like, oh, Kirk, throw it to Adam Thielen a lot more. And Justin Jefferson, he's going to be like, oh, yes, I like that. Oh, wait, that's an interception. Or, oh, wait, I lost the game because for some reason I – he just doesn't seem to click with those guys unless it's off play action. I don't know what it is. I just don't like the fit. So 7-9 and nine for them. That defense is probably going to be terrifying with Yannick and Dockway and Daniel Hunter's cyborg-looking self coming off the edge and then Harrison Smith killing people over the middle. And then Kendrick's like that's a really scary defense. They might actually win a lot of games just from that defense alone. And Dalvin Cook, if he could play all sixteen games, that'd be nice too. Yeah. Kind of the theme here, if you see where I'm going with this. But. Mm -hmm. Then next up, I got the Bears at nine and seven. I think they have a little bit of a bounce back year because once Moth starts playing, Moth, Mitch, Trubisky, whatever you want to call him, starts playing terribly. Nick Foles can step in and basically do the exact same thing, but maybe slightly better. Probably slightly better maybe if nothing else just won't run directly into a sack and fumble or break his shoulder scrambling for five yards you never know but I I like Matt Nagy as a play caller but I think he gets a little bit too far up his own you know what and doesn't do simple things like hey let's run a trap play to you know David Montgomery who's really good at running north south or hey we have Jordan Howard but let's not hand him the ball let's hand it to Tariq Cohen up the gut instead of letting him scat back Allen Robinson's nice they have 1,800 tight ends on the roster. One of them is probably going to be good. I mean, Cole Komet's nice out of Notre Dame. So one of them's going to pan out, right? I mean, in theory. you got to get a quarterback first, but yeah. In theory, one of them could, you know, catch the ball. That's all. <laughs> and then on defense, mentioned Khalil Mack. I like Robert Quinn. The, from what I've seen from the people that cover the team, he's been looking really good. Kyle Fuller's still the best corner in the league that doesn't have any hands whatsoever. He's the best crippled player I've ever seen in my life. Eddie Jackson's still a top-tier safety. We talked about them during our rankings list. Roquan Smith's a really good young linebacker. But they got a, they got too much talent to have another completely miserable season, so I'll give them 9-7. And, and by default, that lets the Packers be the king in the north for one more year. I have them 11-5 because they got a lot of easy wins. The defense is fantastic still. I mean, the Smiths on the outside, Yar Alexander, is one of the best young corners. Adrian Amos, they they still got a really nice squad. Kenny Clark. I think Aaron Jones is going to have another really good season, maybe not 20 touchdowns again because that's kind of unrealistic expectations, but I think he's going to have a lot of – I still think he's going to make a lot of plays. And he's just getting paid a whole lot of money according to reports right now too. He brought, he probably deserves it too. And I think Aaron Rodgers and Coach LaFleur, there's going to be a little bit of friction there with the Jordan Love and his situation, but I think they'll still win enough games just by having more talent than everybody else and having a lot of easy games. And Aaron Rodgers is still – Aaron Rodgers Devonta Adams is still Devonta Adams so I think they'll still be fine it just they're not gonna be like last year's 13-3 and team where it seemed like they could beat anybody no matter how ugly it is this one they're just gonna be like oh wow they won 11 games good for them not bad so I have them remaining as kings in the north for now but not in like a good way more in like a congratulations here's a consolation prize kind of like the Eagles last year winning the east because nobody else wanted it yeah pretty much all right Brendan so let's hear you have the bears at 14 and 2 what else do you have going on in that division
1: I'm 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 biased, but I'm not that biased. Although, um, I was looking for a lighter once you started off with the Lions and the Vikings. Um, yeah, the whole stealing our lists thing—it's kind of starting to get ridiculous. I started the Lions, bottom of the list, four and twelve. Everything you said, I can't really argue with anything else. Anything else on it? Um, everything's accurate to that point. Uh, that and obviously. Still going to have bias, so... If there's a couple wins where they could have... Or a couple games where they could have won, probably didn't give it to them. Just out of spite.
0: Yeah, those two Bears games, probably, they probably didn't get those.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, they got one of them. But it wasn't the opening week. So... Uh, Vikings, uh, I have them... Third in the division, but I have them at 9-7. and seven. A little bit of flip-flop from you guys. Or from yours, uh... I like the team. I like the defense. I like that they went out and made the move to replace Everson Griffin. Um, they still have... If they perform at the same level they did last year, they've got the best safety duo in the league. Um, I don't know how Harrison Ford will, will, will work with his age. Um,
3: well, I, I think <laughs> Harrison Ford, uh, uh, the Model T is, is not going to be being made in Minnesota anytime soon.
0: I don't think Harrison Ford's playing safety for you. I don't think Han Solo's <laughs> dropping in to <and laughs> save the day anymore. I apologize. My bad. How dare, you speak, it. How dare you speak ill of Han Solo. You say sorry.
1: <laughs> um, at second in the division, I've got Packers 10-6. and six. Uh, Everything you said, defense is still on par. I think the big thing for me is I want to see how Aaron Rodgers handles that that pick Is he going to come out angry? Is he just going to kind of float by, like, going to do that R-E-L-A-X thing? Or is he going to try and weasel his way out of, of uh, Green Bay, let him just take that love pick and roll the dice on it? Um, I'm curious to see. I don't know if the, the tensions will be high there. Uh, they didn't get him any weapons, really, in the, in the draft at all um, or offseason. So he's only got Aaron Jones and one one receiver. He doesn't even have a tight end at the moment. So I don't see him receivers. doing it as well. It's
3: got Devontae um, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's Mark one has receiver. not
3: in scant- Scantling. So yeah, one receiver. Yeah, one and a half receivers.
0: A receiver <laughs> and a body.
1: Um, and then uh, again, bias came into play. Uh, they were. Lindo. They started out a lot slower than the rest of the division. I'm not going to lie about that. I had them starting 3-3 three and three Is my Bears. Um, I have them at 11-5. and five. So, again, uh, I do believe I have bias. I'm not going to deny it. But I also believe that uh, in recent years when Trubisky did show the flickers of hope that a lot of Bears fans wish that he would have, uh, was when he had tight ends that were were productive. And with the fact that we had at least 10 on the roster at any point in this year, um, I feel like there's at least one who's going to be productive. And if that's the case, you should be able to come away with that safety valve, get the offense rolling a little bit better. As long as they're on the field, the defense isn't it, – it'll be close games. It won't be blowouts by any means, and it's going to be ugly. But I do feel the Bears could, will win a bit more than a lot of people are expecting.
3: Eh, well, you know, bias runs deep in this one. Uh, but I, I guess I respect I respect sticking with your team. I can't. Uh, we'll get to my team later. But, you know, I, I respect you sticking with your team. But, um, yeah, I got to say, you have way too much faith in them. as mm. You don't have a quarterback, period, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Underlined, underlined, bold, italicized. Yeah, there's no quarterback there. So I'm in, in my picks, I have them starting slow, going through the middle of their season slow, and ending slow. Um, looking for a new quarterback along the whole way. But they find their running back in David Montgomery, which surprises nobody at all. Who never um, watched him play whatsoever. But. Exactly, yeah. So, no, I have the Bears at 4-12 and 12 at the... Bottom of the division where they belong. Uh, literally only win four games because Khalil Mack and that defense carries them to wins. Uh, there's so many weapons on this offense to be mishandled and miscoached, and yet they are going to continue to do so until Matt Nagy's gone and Mitch Trubisky's gone and Nick Foles is not on the roster. Um, you're paying way too much for a injury-prone backup quarterback. And a not injury prone third string quarterback to be your starter.
0: I mean, he's injury prone too, but yeah. Yeah,
3: but it, it's still bad. It's just, I don't know. The, the, there's so much wrong with the Bears' offense that the de- they're great. De- they're, they are a great defense, but unfortunately, they need offense to win games in the
0: regular season. And they just don't have it. Cordell wow. Patterson or turn kicks, that's their offense. Yeah,
3: I mean, honestly, if you're lucky, uh, Eddie Jackson picks it off and runs it to the house clill mac picks it off runs to the house <laughs> like that's gonna be your, sc- your 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 scoring output i mean it's 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 not gonna be pretty akeem hicks will play running back and fullback and just clear the way yeah um and in continuing the uh the vein of you have a great defense but your offense is hampered by a terrible quarterback uh minnesota at number three not faring much better than the bears and mind you i love me some adam sitting on the corner with a 40 Thielen, but uh He's got Kirk throwing him the ball, and, well, that's just not going to be good. So 5-11 uh, and 11 with them. And, like, you know, you mentioned that their coach leaving. Uh, you can't just replace that when you have Kirk Cousins. Like, I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins needs a set program where he can hike the ball, hand it to Dalvin, or hike the ball, fake hand it to Dalvin, and throw it really long to Stephon Diggs and ignore him or throw it really long to Adam Thielen or ignore him. He has three options. And unfortunately, he's just going to not know what to do with the ball. He needs structure. Yeah. Uh, But again, this is another team. Five wins is very easy for them to accomplish, um, but it's going to come from their defense setting the tone early. Um, They both, Chicago and Minnesota, can prove me wrong very quickly because their defenses are so good, but I don't have much faith in that. Um, number two, I'm much higher on them than you guys are, even though I still hate Matt Patricia, but I do think they win a lot more games in spite of Matt Patricia. Um, I have Detroit at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, Sitting at 500, which is, a, you know, it's an improvement for him, but I do see Matt Stafford actually getting burned. He's not actually going to get injured this season. Um, I mean, I have him in a top-five quarterback list. He had a report come out that he's gunning for the MVP this year. So if he's personally saying he's gunning for the MVP, I think there's going to be a little
0: more fire behind him. You just love your boy, on Johnson, and just want anything for him possible.
3: <laughs> Look, they're, Whatever they're doing to carry on right now in Detroit, they need to stop. That man is a starting running back in the NFL, and you need to stop trying to make him not. Um, DeAndre they Swift is injured. As starter. Huh? They announced him as a starter. Oh, uh, no, no, they did because DeAndre Swift is injured and Adrian Peterson just joined the team. But to give Matt Patricia a moment, he's going to screw this up somehow. <laughs> um, you know, as long as on can stay healthy, I don't see why he's not unanimous bulk of the carries type of guy. But I get bringing in Adrian Peterson, you know, just give that motivational adult leadership, except for none of those things combined with the words Adrian Peterson in my mind. And, I, yeah, ideally it should work out, but it's not going to. Um yeah so detroit eight and eight their defense is their it's the big question mark in a division full of defense detroit's defense is what's going to make me a little bit more worried about them no d and e right. <laughs> yeah but uh and then that leaves obviously the uh, unanimous pick to top the division um, Green Bay, which is surprising considering they're going to be led by a, a member of the Lannister forces, um, but yet they are still
0: kings in the north. I don't know how that works. You're trying. I know what you're going for is just too much. Too much got in one sentence. For
3: <sighs> yeah, no, it's unfortunate. Um, but I do think we're going to see an Aaron Rodgers that's driven this year. Uh, I think he's going to come out pissed off, and Aaron Rodgers pissed off is not an Aaron Rodgers I ever want to face. It uh, depends who he's pissed
0: off at Because we saw him pissed off at receivers last year And you were okay with facing that one Yeah, yeah,
3: if he's pissed off his own If he's pissed off his own receivers Basically it's like, alright, which receiver is he not pissed off at Is he open,
0: is he double covered No, alright, I'm throwing it out of bounds Yeah, basically <laughs> Or if he's pissed off at his coach If he's pissed off at his coach or receivers, give me that Aaron Rodgers If he's pissed off at you or your defense or just the world God dang it
3: If he's pissed off at the organization though He has proven he will take them to a Super Bowl Twice <laughs> Once. I know, but it's sarcasm. <laughs> it's gonna be twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I'm just kidding. They, there's no way they go to the Super Bowl. But no, so Green Spoiler Bay. Spoiler alert! Yeah, t- Green Bay <laughs> to me wins the division nine and seven. I couldn't even like make it through through even a joke about it. It's it,
0: they're so this this whole division. So what you're saying is you flipped a you flipped a coin and you ended up with Green Bay and you're like fine.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of. Who's the least terrible of the terrible? Which which one of you are the brightest of the dullest color of the crayons? Let's see. They have the best quarterback, the best
0: running back, the best receiver. Okay, fine. Yeah,
3: you guys are all color reds, but which one of you is the brightest color red? Ah, uh, crap. Uh, you know that's it's, yeah. that. That's how that worked. So yeah, it's it's bad. It's a it's a terrible division. It's going to be led by defense. Now, any other team coming into this to play this division? Good luck. I don't want to play this division because I don't want to play their defense. But if you
0: can score on them, you don't have to worry about anything because their offenses are going to screw up. If you could jump out to a 21-point lead, you'll be in good shape. Or not yeah. 20, like If you get to 21 points, not a 21-point lead, that applies to everybody, defense. or not.
3: Yeah, I just think Green Bay's defense is going to be better this year just because they are older now. I mean, this team, my big question mark last year was they were young. And they retooled the entire thing basically yeah. overnight. And, and, you know, it was all brand new, all – piece mill piece together and all of a sudden oh they're one of the best defenses and then by the way let's add experience to all these young kids okay i will,
0: I will say they're the, one of the best pass defenses their run defense is still pretty trash oh yeah which yeah is weird when you work. Kenny Clark and the Smiths and Smiths especially genetic freakish Zedary Smith with the <laughs> yeah. 18 foot wide shoulders but but yeah so this is the one team i'm not worried
3: honestly Green Bay is the one team i'm not worried about defensively um, but offensively, even even that I'm not really worried about because Aaron Jones can still get you some yards, still get you some movement.
0: Devontae Adams is still one of the best guys in the game. Yeah. Aaron so, Rodgers is still good enough.
3: You know, I have one big worry on each side
0: of the ball for the other three, but Green Bay I'm kind of like, all right, you guys are capable on both sides. You just didn't get any better is kind of the biggest problem is you really yeah. didn't improve at all. You drafted a quarterback for three years down the road and a really thick running back who's really just going to take goal line carries from aaron jones so aaron jones is going to score from 20 yards out every damn time yeah exactly and he's going to catch four touchdowns again against dallas because that's just what he does he's on my fancy team so i hope he does it again because <laughs> he was what i got by having the last pick in the damn draft so a.j Dillon, get the fudge off the field
3: yeah no we don't have i don't think anybody has to worry
0: about seeing a.j Dillon this season i sure hope not I don't need, that that guy has the thickest legs Probably thicker than Saquon Barkley, Barkley legs. It's terrifying. Yeah. Which means you can't run in the goal line because it's too easy to tackle you because they just have to stick hand on and they catch you because your thighs are wider than the end zone.
3: It's like the old bike spokes. You just throw a <laughs> twig in the in the bike spokes and it ruins everything. Just plank and he'll trip over you because he can't run around you with those big-ass legs. All right. Well, from one division who is uh, offensively inept to the AS, or NFC South, sorry, NFC South, who offense is not really much of a – Issue in this division?
0: I would say not. I would say it's probably the best offensive division in maybe in football so far. I mean, maybe the, maybe the AFC West can compete with it, but I mean, the AFC West, there's some pretty big holes on there. The Chiefs are the established ones, and we all are kind of on the Broncos. This one, you got three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yep. Three uh, Hall of Fame receivers. Well, two guarantees, and then a couple, and at least one of the one is well on the trajectory. And the number twos on each team are. Pretty good and a really nicely paid running back. And then uh, a really two really nicely paid running backs. I was thinking one that just got paid real recently, but yeah, I mean yeah. Heck well, he got yes. yeah, it's it's loaded. I best offensive division in football and I don't even think it's close. Yeah. So well so go ahead DJ, what is your picks for the NFC South then? As much as I kinda like them and I think they're on the right track. I got Carolina as the bottom dwellers of six and ten. Christian McCaffrey is still Christian McCaffrey. Best running back in football. He's still gonna absolutely dominate. Problem is it's not gonna matter again, unfortunately. Teddy Bridgewater's nice. I think he can still play quarterback, but he's you're going against Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Tom Brady. Teddy Bridgewater's not quite gonna cut it unless you're loaded everywhere else. And their receiving core is really nice. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, I like them both. But it's not Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. It's not Mike Thomas. It's not Julio Calvin, Ridley. They're just a little behind <laughs> on everything, unfortunately. Like you put them in the NFC North, and they're competing for the title, yeah. the division title. You put them in the a- NFC East, they're probably competing for a division title. Yeah. But here they unfortunately get the shaft. So I got them as six and ten, but like a promising six and ten if that's possible. Like they're young. They're young. And I don't really know about Matt. Re- I don't know. Rural has his, I think is how you say his last name. The head coach? Yeah, I don't know anything about him yet. He's the Baylor guy. I know he's a really good coach. We just don't know how he is in the NFL. Like, we'll see. Next up, I have, excuse me, I have the Saints at 10 and 6. I think they're one of the most talented teams in the league, but Drew Brees has shown a propensity to fall off violently after about week 10 the last three years. Alvin Kamara, they did just pay him, so that's nice. When I made this list, he was still kind of on the, should he stay or should he go, like that, yeah. no idea what they're... he so almost ended up in the Patriots, and that would have changed everything. Yeah, that would have flipped things on its face. Mike Thomas is still the best slot receiver in the game, weirdly enough, because he's not like a 5'10 fast guy. He's a 6'2 behemoth, but still one of the best at that. And top three receiver, defense loaded, Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, who has fallen off since his rookie years. I still don't understand how. And the return of Malcolm. Yeah, return of the Malcolm. You have Marcus Williams. Like, they got a squad up to Mario Davis. Can't say enough good things about him, one of the top three offensive lines. But age has got to be catching up with you. That's a lot of 30-year-olds. Your quarterback is – I love Drew Brees, but he's fallen, up, he's, he's fallen off at the end of seasons last few years. He's looked like poop in the playoffs for the most part. And you kind of got to wonder what his comments in the off season. if they end up carrying – I know everyone's like, oh, we forgive you. He apologized enough, but – you never know that all it takes is one guy to be like you know what drew f you you won't throw me the ball is it because of what is because of your comments which you never know you just never know yeah unfortunately
3: i mean malcolm Malcolm jenkins was one of the guys i was really outspoken about it michael thomas said something about it cam jordan said something about it demario davis all of these guys said something about it in the offseason and all of them did say okay we we talked to
0: him we you can't do it again but we get what you're saying at the same time, like I could be wrong, they could all rally behind that and go fifteen one and smoke everybody.
3: Yeah. Off that
0: logic, I still think they fought. Drew Brees needs to show be able to play the full sixteen games and not have his arm fall off. Yeah. Which it's kind of, and you don't have a Teddy Bridgewater to fill the gap this year, or you have Taysom Hill, who is still uh, the great yeah, experiment. He, yeah, <laughs> the guy, he's a fun guy. Next up after that, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eleven and five. What more do you need to say? I mean, they were what seven and nine with Jameis Winston's forty picks last year. You throw in. Hall of Fame, top three all-time quarterback, top two, top one, depending on who you talk to. Everyone has their own opinion. Mike top Evans. Top okay, that's a little <laughs> dramatic, but Mike <laughs> Evans, one, one of the best starts to a career for a receiver ever, even though no one knows anything about it because it's terrible teams. Chris Godwin's a beast. Ronald Jones probably going to get a lot more carries because Leonard Fournette's going to get hurt, even though Leonard Fournette's probably better, but we'll see. O.J. Howard. Bronk. It, Gronk spike a pretty good offensive line that's building that defensive pass rush that defensive front seven in general. Just my lord. Yeah. And a and a young secondary. Yeah, they got a, they got a nice squad too. The only question I have is how does Tom mesh with these weapons? Because this is not anything like he's had in New England for better and for worse. Because there is no more five yard pigtails for Julian Edelman that pick up seventeen yards with his route to catch. Now it's well everyone's thirty five yards downfield. I guess I got to chuck it down there and hope for the best. Which. Worked for Johnny Manziel with Mike Evans, so maybe, it, who knows? Just, I got him a Heisman Trophy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's made a career out of quick reads, short reads, instant passing, precision, and now he has Bruce Arians, Mike Evans. It's You're going from surgically cutting people open to bashing them in with a blunt force hammer. We'll see if he can swing the hammer still, for lack of better words. And you have Leonard Fournette as your blunt force hammer in the backfield, so, I mean, blunt force hammer is just a perfect way to describe this offense now that I think about it. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. And then taking the top of the division, I have the Atlanta Falcons. Rising up from the cellar they've been in the last couple years since they were since they went to the Super Bowl and choked it away violently. I think Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, explosive. I think Todd Gurley gives him a nice element of running back. Even though he's not Todd Gurley of 18 months ago when he was a basic MVP candidate, now he's just kind of a guy named Todd Gurley. But he still works in the offense. I like Grady Jarrett. I like a lot of the defense. Their linebackers are faster than holy heck. Tavars McKinley's a nice pass rusher Dante Fowler Keanu Neal they Isaiah Oliver they got a lot of young nice pieces Grady Jarrett they just gotta stay healthy the last couple of years Deion Jones goes out for the season Desmond Trufant goes out Keanu Neal they they have way too many injuries so I think Atlanta stays healthy this year I think they're the team that kind of surprises and all we talk about is the Saints and the and the Buccaneers and then the Falcons coming in and ruin the party because they do their best when the expectations are at negative five which they kind of are right now I mean the year they went to the Super Bowl, they were not expected to do anything, and there they go. Okay, so, sure. I have a weird feeling Atlanta's going to just pop up out of nowhere and make some noise this year. So, Matt Ryan is back. Julio Jones will get in the end zone more than six times, hopefully. If not, they need to fix that because that's still an issue, I guess. Yeah, like how is that still possible? Calvin Ridley is another year of being Calvin Ridley. I think he's making a strong case for that the best number two in the, in the NFL, arguably. I mean, he's making a strong case for it. Best number two that should be a number one for sure. Most definitely, he could be a number one on plenty of other teams. So, that's how I have the South plan out. Brendan, let's hear your choices for the South. Um, my
1: choice for the South, I'm gonna start with they're a lot closer um, than I was expecting them to be. I kind of thought there was gonna be a bigger different, you know, a, a bigger divide between the teams. I. Uh, unfortunately disagree in terms of my my record with the falcons i'm starting them at the bottom of the division but they still finish at 500 at eight and eight um i i the
0: division I'm, where the bottom feeders eight and eight okay Ooh.
1: yeah it's it's competitive i to see the least um the thing about the falcons is uh, everything you said that the defense is young it's nice uh the the offense is good the only problem is is i don't have as much trust overall as the t- for the team to compete in the division um i I, got, I had a lot of their wins coming from road games versus uh division games um specifically road games in in uh other divisions like i just it's so hard to put them above especially the saints or the bucks at home um, I know this year is going to be a little bit weird without the uh, the home field advantage, um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I had them eight and eight, eight and eight. Still going to be competitive. Still going to have some really good games. They're still going to have some division wins, but sadly, bottom of the division. Um, next up, I have at number
0: three the Bucks. Your hatred for oh. Tom Brady knows no bounds. <laughs> Hey, they they still went above five hundred at three,
1: so it's okay. Um,
0: what, they, nine and 7
1: yeah nine and seven. Come on, mm-hmm. just, I don't I don't have as high I, I I don't have as high hopes for them. I think uh, I think this this team is very reminiscent of a Redskins team from the past, bringing in a lot of older big names. I don't see the same experiment going a different way, so to say.
0: Um. The second-best tight end of all time, arguably, and the second-best quarterback of all time, arguably, walk into a bar and they go 9-7 and seven is what you're saying.
1: I'm saying that both of them are are probably going to be shells of what they were. Gronk wasn't doing too hot on his last year he played. He, he's in a new playbook, same with Tom Brady. They didn't really get the opportunity to go in, learn the playbooks at the same level that they would in a regular offseason. Tom Brady's never had a new playbook in his entire career.
0: Well, they cycled offensive coordinators a lot. They just all said, Tom, what do you like? Three-yard routes? Okay, three-yard routes it is. Mm -hmm. But the problem is is a lot of the the guys,
1: the weapons that he has, minus Gronk, can do much, much more than just three-yard routes. I mean, they'd they'd be underutilizing every weapon they have if they just stick to the quick check down... Throws instead of opening up the field. So I don't. I have them at nine and seven. I think they're going to underperform compared to what people expect. Um, That's just me. Uh, Number two in the division. I had them tied in record, but they beat them out. I have the Carolina Panthers at nine and seven as well. I have high hopes for Teddy um, and Christian McCaffrey. Again, in my opinion, he's the best player in the league. at least on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he's, he does everything, easy checkdowns, easy anything
0: for, for Teddy to kind of get out of jail free card. He can even take uh, the snaps. Just put Teddy at running back and let Christian McCaffrey just run it. Just I'm putting up. Teddy at running back.
3: I am not putting that man anywhere near where he can get
0: hurt. No, he's there to be a decoy. <laughs> he's not getting the ball because Christian's running with it. That Teddy man will be lining get... up at running back, sixty yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> he's lining up and he's doing that. Oh, and throws his hands in the air while Christian McCaffrey takes the direct snap. okay, there you go.
1: But I mean, to be fair, the thing I have for for this Carolina team is. Like you said, they've got young, nice receivers. They're really good. I I think Teddy's got a lot more poise and a lot more in him in terms of uh, gas in the tank. Um, he you know started over in, in Minnesota, backed up as a, for the Saints, and then when he did play for the Saints, he was undefeated. And that's not an easy thing to do in the division that he was playing in, which, again, he didn't leave, but... It still kind of goes to show he played out. He balled out. He had better weapons, yes. But I I feel like as overall this this Carolina team is going to come out swinging because a lot of people don't believe in them. Um, I think it would be a, a more of a surprise team at second in the division, but they're definitely going to fight for it. Um, and it's top of the division, leaving the only team left. I've got the Saints. Um, everything you said, DJ. Defense uh, to the offense, everything is great. The only thing I'm concerned with is Brees could fall off a little bit. It could fall off quite a bit, but he still has that mental capacity that um, elite quarterbacks do have. So even if he does fall off, doesn't have the arm, he can still make those high intelligence plays, which I think is a huge key for them to take the lead and and run with it. So that's how my
0: NFC South runs. So your hatred of Tom Brady knows no bounds. Got it. No divisional, no conference, mm. none of that. It's all hate. Preview. He's breathing. He's terrible with my eyes.
3: No, it's, it's, it, I like it. I, you know, I respect your uh, your choice. I think it's wrong, but I respect your choices. If
0: Luke Eakley comes out of retirement, we'll talk more about the Panthers
3: <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but, look, I, I mean, this is just a t- situation where you look at this and – any other time, if Carolina puts this team together and they don't have who they're facing, it I, I, who they're fa- I mean, in their division. Like, I, I'm sorry, but you put a Teddy who is this is his first time starting since he got hurt for real. Like, he taking the reins leading into the season. Like, I'm that dude on a team who has zero offensive line that can actually really help him um and he just like i said covering it, that injury does not go away in his mind it's still there and i wonder if he might be having a little bit of seeing ghost situation this season uh, thankfully he will have a lot of it taken off his shoulders by chris mccaffrey who is hands down the best running back in the game today um and i, I say that knowing full well uh, there's a potential argument for the guy on my team being the best running back but no screw that it's all about cmc
0: i don't know who you're talking to with that argument but they need to stay off the crack
3: look it's uh it's the cmc's world we're all just living in it but unfortunately you can only do so much Mm -hmm. with one guy when you don't have an offensive line you have receivers we joke about you know christian mccaffrey can take the snaps but again unless they pull out some crazy trick trick plays i don't trust this team enough they're just too young too inexperienced and they don't have enough line to keep their assets
0: protected we don't even know if they're coached well we don't know if we have no idea if you're working there yeah. in the freddie kitchens or if they have sean McVay 2.0 we have no idea there's just too much unknown with them where i'm like wait a minute exactly there's too much well what about this and then you know you also have to remember
3: that when we talk about off seasons carolina didn't have a very pretty off season they had a lot of stuff happen because of their old their you know their founders whatever you want to call him
0: oh yeah the owner of the team
3: yeah, yeah i that. mean they ripped a lot of stuff out around that stadium and things changed in that area um and and that's not something that just goes small and and light into the wind that's uh that carries a tone
0: to it so and you, you know, lost two of your four best players in franchise history this off season with cam and luke i mean I'd be impressed if they could bounce back quickly. I just, it'd, be so, it'd be weird not to see them have some sort of side residue. I mean, I know yeah. Cam didn't play last year much, but it's still there. I mean, he's been the face of your team for nine years. Yeah, Same and, with Luke for eight years. And
3: I don't get me wrong. I love Teddy. I've loved Teddy since, you know, he came out of college. I wish he had never gotten that injury because he could absolutely – that Minnesota team, if they had Teddy.
0: Instead of K-Sir, Kirk. Stephon was,
3: Diggs is still on that team.
0: Heck, if they had that Teddy <laughs> instead of Kirk or – Case Keenan that year that they had the magical run that choked against Eagles, they're playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're, like, well, maybe not. Nick Foles is on fire that game, but it's a lot closer than thirty five to seven or whatever it was. Yeah.
3: So I mean, I love, I love Teddy. I, I, I do wish he, honestly, was going into a much better situation than this. I do think this is not a terrible situation because he is staying in division. Um, he already knows New Orleans from being there, playing against that team in practice. I mean, he did play against ones every time that he started, so that's that's a big deal. But I do think this is a situation where you went from being in the rich neighborhood to now you got to go slum it up with, you know, the not so affluence, and, and to try this? to fight, try to fight the big rich kids. Like this, this is not going to be a good situation for Carolina. You're going so from to... North Side Chicago to South Side Chicago. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, and it, again, like. I have a keep-pounding wristband in my room right now from this team. I respect, you know, everything Carolina. I like Carolina. I love CMC. I love Teddy, but I can't see it this year. Um, so 5-11 is the best I got. I'm doing, and that was a gift to give them five, to be honest with you.
0: You had to be a little biased. and like, fine, you get five because CMC is going to CMC.
3: Yeah, I, I have Teddy and DJ more than linking up in one game and CMC dominating the other four. Hmm. Um, but, unfortunately, it's just – not i hope i'm wrong (laughs) um number three atlanta uh it's not just those jerseys that are ugly it's going to be their 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 record um especially their offense i just think uh, you can't have a hall of fame receiver
0: and not get his ass at the end zone they did get a new offensive coordinator so i'm Keep pounding the. Again. Keep pounding and say, get him in the end zone.
3: How many new offensive coordinators can Atlanta get and not give the ball to Julio Jones
0: in the red zone? I think they only had one the last couple of years since Shanahan left and he was. Fair was enough. A, it was but like it still he, wasn't good enough even when Shanahan was there. It was good. It was great. I mean, 10 touchdowns and then he could scoring
3: offensive. We're all talking time.
0: about a man who could probably average 20 if you'd let him. He also missed two games and they scored 40 in both those games. Hey,
3: that's okay. Anyways you know the greatest probably the greatest receiver in our generation not named calvin Johnson. okay there it goes like, hold on guy hold on now let's talk about it <laughs> but no that's that's you know that honestly like yeah yeah i just don't i don't trust i don't trust him i don't trust matt ryan right now um something happened in that super bowl that he has not recovered from mm-hmm. and uh, todd Gurley, yeah yeah that's not going to be a good experiment that's <laughs> that's going to be terrible you don't go into a a franchise and then take one of their franchise retired numbers to spite the guy who used to wear it. That's the whole thing that happened with Dion wearing it and and Todd Gurley wearing number twenty one.
0: Uh, he wore it just to spite. I'll bet you five dollars Todd Gurley rushes for a thousand yards, uh, barring a career like a serious injury. That comes I will to bet you it. this water bottle cap. <laughs> right yeah, that water bottle cap. He de- doesn't even make my, it six games without getting injured. You defaced that cap with a pen, so it's not even worth the initial price. It's already been devalued. Just a lot like Todd Gurley's career. Not bad. Yeah, I do what I can. But uh, at the same time, I, was, I still bet he gets a thousand yards and no. more than twelve hundred total yards. With they're him.
3: gonna they're gonna bring in some kid off the streets to play running back halfway through the season because Todd Gurley will not be healthy if for Freeman comes back. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me honestly. Um, so, yeah, Atlanta 7-9. to nine. I do love their team. Uh, their defense is young. The problem is they're young, and they're not experienced enough yet. Uh, and, oh, by the way, they still have two Hall of Famers to go up against. Speaking of a Hall of Famer, though, at number two, New Orleans, Drew Brees. Uh, again, age is the reason I don't have them going higher. Um, I have them finishing 10-6, and, and a lot of that's down to uh, Kamara and – mike thomas being the way they are and that defense just being so dominant um drew Brees doesn't have to have an on game every game to be successful with this team he, no. could, he, could, he could literally spend half of the season not doing much
0: and they'd still win 10 games you don't need to have a hall of fame quarterback reg- regiment to flick it three yards island kamar eight yards to mike thomas on a wide open slant
3: yeah their biggest issue is staying healthy they have the offensive line to protect everybody uh they have the defensive line to rush everybody they have the defense to do everything and you know, honestly, Sean Payton—the one thing he he showed last year was, without Drew Brees, he can still figure out a way to get that team to to win. And to Mike Thomas every play, you know, it, whether it's Taysom back there taking snaps or Drew Brees, it doesn't matter. I I think they'll still win ten games. I don't know if they win ten games of Taysom; they'll start sixteen. I think they go at least over five hundred of Taysom. Is starting. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I love Drew Brees. I, I, I don't. I hate this division because I love half of their yeah. fucking quarterbacks and teams, uh, but I, not. Well, this. Speaking of quarterbacks, you don't love. No, I was about to say yeah. Uh, <laughs> going going to the opposite side of the spectrum, you know the hate no, has no bounds. Well, I limit it to just the player, but I do. I have to give the guy credit for his career. Uh, Tom Brady and his uh his his what I don't even know how to explain his career. Just the dude knows how to win. Go. Yeah, like, I mean, arguably GOAT, whatever you want to call him. But the dude just knows how to win. He's always won. No matter his playbook, no matter his personnel, he has always won. Um, You know, talking about a dude whose probably best statistical record came with a guy that was flying up and down the sidelines. Granted, yeah, Tom was younger then. But had, had, had Randy Moss flying up and down the sidelines, who was a lot of what Mike Evans brings. But Mike Evans might even be dirtier because he has a better short game than what randy had probably about so. almost a full second different in speed most likely oh yeah 100%. <laughs> but i mean look tom doesn't have to be fancy with it you see gardner out here just, you know throwing deep balls to dj shark constantly to dj westbrook so tom all tom has to do is be accurate it might be a lollipop but the man's accurate and he's always been
0: accurate I'd like it a little bit better if they had a slot receiver like when you had Wells Walker at the time. Right now you've got Mike Evans, a prototypical deep threat, and Chris Godwin, a pretty damn good prototypical deep threat. They don't really have a short game guy unless Gronk's going to be that guy. But even that, that's a tight end. It's not really a slot guy to yeah. shake people and get open. But but, like said, you, know, yeah.
3: you mentioned Gronk, though, and I don't think I've ever seen him healthier. He's He has never been healthier in the league. I will say that. Because this is his first time coming into an off season without the NFL steroids and diet yeah. plans, he's and No, no injuries, no surgeries. He's coming off of that we have been reported. No, no ex- existential parties that he's being a part of. Yeah, like he is still happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, we just don't hear about him. But he is actually being focused on football from the looks of it, and he looks like he's enjoying himself again. And that Gronk is a dirty
0: Gronk. I'm worried about him in the trenches with all this body weight, just kind of banging for 16 games, 17 yeah. games. however long it's going to be that? I could be worried that we're, I'm worried that might wear on him a bit more because he does have the injury history, the bones, the muscle tissue. It's still a little brittle. Now you got a little less girth to take some of the heat. So we'll see. Like I mean, 11 yeah. and f- I mean, I, what'd you have him at? 12 and four? Yeah, i him 12 and four. So I mean, this defense is just too good. I'm too, at so. 11 and five. I mean, like we'll see. The,
3: the pass rush is nasty. I'm curious about the secondary. Yeah, and that's just it. This that's what this comes down to is. Can this young secondary live up to expectations? Um, but yeah, no. So you know, the South is is, is an interesting one. Um, I'm gonna skip my my uh, the East Division for right now. We're we'll gonna those those guys last. Uh, but so we'll go straight into the NFC West. Um, pretty interesting division on paper. Probably is arguably the best, second best offensive league in
0: the uh, offensive division. I think it might be the best defensive one in the division. Honestly, like wow. as, I think it's pretty much like the South, just a little bit less high flying, a little bit more hard hitting. I mean, I have it as the second best division in football right now. So, I like it. getting started, I have the not so long ago in the Super Bowl slash everyone's favorite team, the Rams at six and ten. <laughs> it's really nothing against them; like they're still good. You still got arguably the best corner and arguably the best front seven guy on your defense. Still have Cooper Cup, who's one of the best slot receivers, Robert Woods, who completely revitalized his career in LA and it's absolutely amazing what he's done Jared Goff is still a lot better than people like to say he was like he's not exactly the best quarterback out there but he's not trash by any means maybe a little overpaid but yeah so I think they're gonna go 6-10 just by cut because that is a tough division they have a lot of tough games and they're gonna they're gonna be like the best 6-10 team we've seen in a long time basically yeah Next up I have the 49ers. My surprise pick last year that actually worked out surprisingly well, going ten and six. I think they're still good. They still got the offensive line Bringing Trent Williams is really nice. That offensive line's really, really good. Maria Moster, I think, is going to be the starting back. Jimmy Garoppolo's not bad. George Kittle's best tight end in football. Every receiver on their damn roster is hurt, so I have no idea what's going to happen there. I mean, everybody's hurt every other day. Their defense is still going to be really good, but Losing Force Buckner, I think, is going to hurt a lot more than people are talking about. I think he was kind of the old – everyone talked about Nick Bosa. He's the man, but Force Buckner t- gives you a lot of one-on-one opportunities up the gut, so I think their defense will fall off just a little bit. Not bad. They still – Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Jaquiski Tart. If Richard Sherman's still Richard Sherman, I mean, they got – they'll be fine. I Can mean, I get 80% of Richard Sherman <laughs> and I'll still be good? 80% of Richard Sherman during the regular season or in the Super Bowl. Not Super Bowl. What about against the Packers guarding Devontae Adams? Not that either. But either way, yeah, same point so. I think they're still really good. They're ten and six. I just don't think they're quite the freak the freakish team they were last year that even I didn't fully see coming. Next up I have the Cardinals. This time at eleven and five. Not thirteen and three. I'm not going that far now. But I have them at eleven and five. Second year, Kyler Murray. Was rookie of the year. I still think it should have been Josh Jacobs, but Kyler Murray was outstanding. Kenyon Drake, you found a running back out of nowhere. You got him by accident, and he's your your guy, and he looks great in the system. You add the best receiver in football, maybe, depending on who you talk to, DeAndre Hopkins. Andy Isabella, burner. Christian Kirk, fantastic slot receiver. And a burner. Yeah, who can get loose. Mediocre offensive line, that is true. Like, that's kind of an issue why I'm a little reluctant, but I just look at all the parts they have. Defense, Chandler Jones, best pass rusher in the game during my pass rushers list. You, You added Isaiah Simmons. I think is going to have maybe not quite a rookie Derwin James impact because that team had a lot more weapons to surround him with but could have a similar versatility like last year the Cardinals their base weakness they can't guard any tight ends anywhere well Isaiah Simmons can guard that tight end basically anyone not named George Kittle but at least George Kittle won't absolutely destroy them like last year Patrick Peterson is still Patrick Peterson Buda Baker just got paid well deserved so that could be a really filthy safety tandem there's slot corner I think it's like Murphy or oh yeah byron murphy there we go yeah or he, murphy bunting that's what his bunting byron guy. murphy byron murphy bunting that guy because i can't remember his gosh darn name but yeah he was outstanding when they moved him to the to the outside corner their linebackers fast but have some work to do so they're obviously not the perfect team but and i'm not sure about cliff kingsbury i'm still just not sure about him but i really liked kyler murray i really like him deandre hawkins there's just no reason for them not to honestly kind of explode And we didn't see a lot from Kyler last year because a lot of it was, oh, God, don't let me die by this offensive line. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Now they kind of have a year with that offensive line, a year under the Kingsbury system, a year where Kyler knows his hot reads, all that sort of thing. Oh, by the way, you also got that man out there, the nuke. And you got Kenyon Drake, who's established in the system, not, well, David Johnson's broke again. You want to get some burn real quick, sir? Okay, fine. (laughs) I just think they have a really strong chance to surprise people, kind of like how I had the Niners doing it last year. I think the Cardinals could do it this year. Plus, I think the Niners fall off. I forgot to mention this for them. How often do you see a team that lose the Super Bowl really struggle again the next year? I mean, the only team that really, that doesn't apply to the Patriots, obviously. They're the anomaly for it. But everyone else, I Forever mean, the anomaly. <laughs> like, they, you can't use them in this. This is everybody but them. Yeah. I mean, the Rams, they looked terrible last year after losing the Super Bowl. Before that. The Seahawks lost to the Patriots. They made the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and then got roasted by Cam. Before that, I mean, you just kind of go down. The Broncos look like poop the next year after they lost, too. They got into the playoffs, but that's when Peyton Manning's death basically started. Maybe New Orleans is the other, only other team that's really shown something after at loss. They haven't lost in the Super Bowl yet recently, though. Good point. Never mind. Yeah, I'm just, like, kind of going back through the list, and it's... I mean, I know there's a stretch there where the Super Bowl loser didn't even make the playoffs, but... yeah. They, minus New England, teams that lose the Super Bowl usually don't bounce back. Although, look at Atlanta. They still haven't recovered. I mean, gee whiz. So, I think that's going to affect the Niners just a little bit. They're still too good to be like 4-12. and 12. I mean, they're not ridiculous. Yeah. And then topping the division also at 11-5 is the Seahawks. Jamal Adams makes that defense absolutely ridiculous. Their defensive line is still mediocre-ish. But Shaquille Griffin, Jamal Adams, you got Bobby Wagner, still got KJ Wright. There's enough you still you're you're just fine you got you don't have as deep of a defense but you got playmakers like the guys you do have are playmakers it's and on man they're the hardest it's just stupid with all the hit stick fumbles you can get and then on offense russell wilson they always talk about he has no weapons and i always kind of complain about that because golden tate was clearly a weapon because as soon as he got out of there he was just fine doug baldwin fantastic weapon percy harvin Marshawn lynch well, now he probably has his best receiving core he's ever had that fits his skill set to a tee. Tyler Lockett, the best deep route runner in the league, in my opinion, because he runs 30-yard option routes. They don't even run routes. They say, run 30 yards and go left or right, and I'll scramble around and throw you the ball. Yeah, run 30 yards and get open to one side of the field. What Basically, what Wes Welker does and those slot receivers do with the 5-7-yard mark, you do it at 30. I'll run around like an asshole and avoid a bunch of sacks and somehow make it work. And I'll so make be... my offensive line look terrible and not want to play with me. But at the same time... It'll work. Yeah. DK Metcalf, who doesn't make sense and honestly makes everybody who passed on look kind of stupid right now. And then you sign Philip Dorsett to another burner. All these guys that just like to run deep for Russell Wilson's huck it and chuck it ways. And they re sign Josh Gordon, who, when he's not high, is actually when he is high, he's outstanding. So we'll, As long as he's in the league and in the, in the game, he can play. That's it's crazy. Will Disley, a tight end, like the offensive line's a little bit. I did not like their draft. I mean, it was a weird draft that didn't make a lot of sense, but it never does. So. I think they take the top of the division, eleven and five. To I think they, they tie with the Cardinals, but I think the Seahawks have a clinch maybe a couple weeks out. It's just with tiebreakers and all that. I don't think they end up having the same route, but I really like what Seahawks can bring to the table, and I think I think they're gonna be a real nasty team this year. Even if the eleven and five record doesn't seem as nasty, I think the games they do win, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's a different team. They're gonna look kind of similar to their Super Bowl era teams, different play style. Because they're not as conservative, but similar results, absolutely. All right, Brendan, how do you have the West playing out?
1: Um, well, I'm gonna skip my first one because uh, we have the same list. Um, the Rams at the bottom, six and ten. Uh, difference being, I have the Cardinals at third in the division. Um, my biggest issue is again the the coaching, new system. Still, they got a year, yeah, but. I'm curious how everything plays into the trade with, with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm curious to see if Kyler's still going to be running for his life. I think my biggest thing with him is if they go 8-8 eight eight this year, which is where I have him, next year they pick up offense offensive line, get him some protection, pick up maybe a, an extra weapon to replace Larry Fitzgerald because I feel like this is the year he finally retires.
0: Mm. Don't say that.
1: <laughs> um, other than that, like I, I, I see him being a good team next year. I see him being an easy 10-6 and team next year. I think Kyler's got the ability to do so. I think the biggest issue right now, for me, the biggest red flag is the newness of, of the coaching and, and the, system, the offensive system I, and the offensive line. Those are the two biggest weaknesses I have for the whole team.
0: So you have, um, 13, you have to go from three thirteen you got from thirteen to three to eight and eight after getting DeAndre Hopkins. You're a weird guy.
1: <laughs> to be fair, it's even weirder that we're how many miles apart and have the same freaking lists?
0: Well maybe if you quit copying and get out of my damn computer system, but okay.
1: <laughs> um second in the division, uh, I've got the Niners. I have them at ten and six. Everything you said. Um, then some uh, Seahawks top of the division 11-5 uh, Russell being the best quarterback at making everything out of nothing uh, that it's hard to root against him even when he's even if he had a bad offensive line he'd still make something out of nothing so yeah that's kind of where I
0: stand uh, so what you're saying is we can just hang up right now since you're just copying my damn list again <laughs> What he's saying is, I'm glad I chose the West to go third and not the not the East to go
3: third. <laughs> We'd be really bored after this one. But no, so I, I mean, honestly, yeah, we all have the same top two for the West. I have the same as you, DJ, with the the bottom two: Rams five and eleven, San Francisco eight and eight, Arizona ten and six. Uh, I do think they're a lot more competitive, though. They could actually pull out twelve wins um, and take the division, but it would take some. It would take some real work at the back end of the season. Um, Seattle 11-5, adding Derwin – or, not sorry, not Derwin. Derwin. God, they added <laughs> adding, Derwin. <laughs> adding Jamal to this team just brings that aspect back of when they had Cam. But they also still have Earl Thomas in what is Jamal Adams. Like, you have a combination of Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas in one player, and you're just like – Oh, boy. Pete Carroll's
0: looking at his chops right now. And I think this is where we – if Jamal Adams is ever going to be a safety that actually gets interceptions, this will be where he does it at too. Yep. And I think I think in the box situations, like if
3: they're in in, in the red zone, like inside the 20, he's going to be in the box. But between the 20s, that man is playing center field, and he is going to range and kill
0: somebody if he can't get to the ball. He's going to kill somebody. I think they're going to have him in the box still. I think they're going to have more guarding slot receivers and slot tight ends just because – Wait, you can blitz with him, too? He's the best pass-rushing defensive back, not named Kenny Moore, basically. Yeah. And then I think, you know, looking at this
3: division, the only thing I just keep looking at these Rams, and I'm just like, okay, first of all, you don't have a running back. That we Secondly, know. <laughs> this whole plan with McVay giving Goff conversation until they hit 20 on the play clock, it, it's kind of overplayed at this point. Like, it stopped working when... You guys were in the Coliseum, and you guys kept having issues with the communications, and then, you know, it got worse and
0: worse and worse, and then you just kept trying anyways, and then it, it got worse and worse and worse, and kind of stopped when New England exposes changing your defense after that time, basically too. What it yeah,
3: like twenty seconds is a long time in the NFL, and if they're gonna keep talking about it, twenty seconds left on the plate, like you have plenty of time. Um, so I think that's one the big detriment to the Rams right now is they haven't evolved yet. San Francisco playoff or Super Bowl hangover, it happens every year. Um, Yeah, what are they going to do at receiver? You know, Marquise Goodwin's gone. Godwin's gone. Goodwin. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin is gone. He's in Philly now. He's also opted out because he just had a child. You know the rest of the receivers. Who's gonna play? Who knows? Kendrick Bourne, and that's about it. I think Kendrick Bourne's actually dinged up too. Yeah, so Debo Samuel's dinged up. I mean, like
0: I'm gonna go play receiver form real quick. Then they're going to the Super
3: Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, Trent Taylor might be their only healthy receiver at this point, and he's a guy that's a practice squad player most of the time. They do have Brandon
0: Ayuk. I guess they drafted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I need to see some more from him. He was the one receiving the draft. I'm like, well, is he really one of these guys? But uh, and then Arizona, I think the
3: one thing with them, Isaiah Simmons, man, he's a game changer. He's going to change this defense completely on its head, and I do think he's going to give a give a run for the the uh, or defensive rookie
0: of the year. You know they're going to give it to Chase Young no matter what though. Like even if Chase Young doesn't yeah. play, he's going to get it.
3: Like it's it's hard to say that like yeah okay Chase Young's probably not going to get it, but I do think if anybody's going to take it from him, and I do mean take it from him, it's going to be Isaiah Simmons literally just
0: playing out of his mind. Which sucks because even if he plays really, really good, and Chase Young just plays average, they're gonna give it to Chase Young.
3: But yeah, they
0: they love Chase Young entirely too much. It's kind of weird, honestly.
3: All right, so my least favorite division slash my favorite division that I love to hate and I hate to love, um, NFC East, DJ. Well, tell me how
0: bad you have the Cowboys. Well, let's just say I have this is probably one of the worst divisions in football too, because there is nobody in this division where it's like that team's competing for a Super Bowl in the eyes, or that team <laughs> is a legit playoff team. There it's are, an accidental pick to get him up that high. Let's just take out the two obvious choices that I think Washington football team goes four and twelve. I like a lot of their young defensive pieces. I don't hate Dwayne Haskins, I think he's a quality quarterback. Maybe not elite, not really a Pro Bowl guy, but a quality quarterback. Their running back situation, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, you had Darius Geis. He wants to go do Darius Geis things. You get rid of Adrian Peterson right afterwards. They do have the young rookie, I think, and Gibson is his name. Is it Gibson or McFarlane? I'm pretty sure it's Gibson. I think he's going to be really, really good. Yeah. Terry McLaurin's nice. They, they have the pieces. They're just not there yet. And I i like Ron Rivera. I think he's going to galvanize them. They might honestly pull off an eight-win season just as they rally around him. But when I look at it on paper, I'm like, I can't—I couldn't give him more than four. Look, when you're starting safety is Troy Apke. I think he's nice. I like Troy. I, lo- I love Troy Apke from a
3: Mad standpoint. And I love Troy Ap- Apke from a guy off the field point. I hate the fact he's Redskin or well, former Redskin. He's a um, he's a Washington. Now a Washington football team player. player. Um but yeah, I, I you know, I, other than that, I mean I just I think he is too unpolished to be thrust into the position he is.
0: We'll see. I mean I think he's, he's a lot like
3: Jeff Heath in that way. Uh, he's way better than Jeff Heath. Oh, one hundred percent way better, but a lot like Jeff Heath in the fact he was unpolished difference is he runs a 4-3 flat where Jeff Heath runs a 4
0: <laughs> He but also jumps like 16,000 feet out of the air. My point being, they have a really solid team, and if Chase Young is even 18% of what everyone is claiming him to be, their pass rush is going to be filthy with him. Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. Like that's a, They have a squad. There's not kind of like what he talked about. With, he talked about the Cardinals not quite there yet. I think the Washington football team is not quite there yet. They need to have a logo before they can be there. <laughs> the Giants, I have 3-13. and 13. I mean – Oh, oh gosh! I don't like Joe Judge as the coach of this team. It was a reckless hiring. There was a lot of better choices. Daniel Jones needs a coach that can coach him, get because he showed some flashes, but he needs a polish. He needs a quarterback coach to polish him. He's a quarterback whisperer. Basically, yeah, they need to build around him, not just build throw pieces at him. Yeah, Darius Slayton, your boy. I really like him. I think he called it be, last year. I'm talking, but okay. Sorry, you just kind of said he'd be good. You did not call this. I dare you interrupt me? Your favorite receiver, Golden Tate, still there, still kicking. Oh, Saquon Barkley, if he can stay healthy, I'll, they don't have an offensive line though. I mean, Nate Solder is not Nate Solder for New England defense. I don't even. He know. got cut, actually. Nate did he lose. get cut? Oh, well, I rest my case then. I mean, yeah. Evan Ingram's a fantastic up-and-coming tight end. I don't know who's on their defense though. I could not name really anybody on their defense for you. I don't think they know who's on their <laughs> defense. Jabril Peppers, I think, is the only guy on their defense. Is that he still is, on? This is name worthy? I thought Jabril Peppers was off the team. Maybe he's still on their team, and I'm missing. But my point in case is we're having trouble actually naming people. Julian on Julian Love. Team. Maybe like, because who they even drafted in the first round? I can't even remember. They drafted an offensive lineman, didn't they? <laughs> it's the
3: Giants. I stopped paying attention when they said on the
0: clock, New York Giants, and I'm like, who cares? I rest my case. Like it's there's a lot missing. There's a lot to build, and I this is a similar thing with the head coach. I need to see more. I did not like the hire beforehand. I could be proven wrong. I'm not a head coach. Monster Jesus whisper. I don't know everybody's future from that, but I think there was a lot of better choices personally. Like Steve Nash would have been a better choice, but okay, I digress. And then next up I have your Cowboys at their quality mark, and I can't believe this played out as perfectly as it did eight and eight. Did not plan this, just went through the games and that's how it ended up playing out. It's perfect. I like Zeke. Not not as good as Chris McCaffrey, but still a top five running back. Mari Cooper's a top ten receiver easily. Gallup's nice. I like CeeDee Lamb in that role. The offensive line's still really good. The defense has players, even though they always seem to underperform, but Layton, Jalen Smith, DeMarcus Lawrence. Not Jeff Heath. Not Jeff Heath, especially. Ha-ha, Clint Dix out there. Chip, Chippoy, Awuzie. They got, they got so much talent, but then you go to the quarterback, and not only do I think we all kind of agree that Dak is maybe a barely a starter-level quarterback, really. Now there's the contract issue, which when does a contract issue for a player a prominent player work in this season? Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you can go down the list. Anytime a player has a contract dispute, it never seems to work when the season starts. Like there's always something. It's never just like, oh fine, I'll play it out and it'll be fine. It's always it's always an issue. It never isn't. Plus he's just not that good, really. I mean, his stats are the ultimate misleading thing I've ever seen in my life, compared to what the eye test and the when you watch film of him shows. If Andy Dalton comes in, maybe I give him 10 wins. I mean, shoot, he can just hand the ball to Zeke and flip it to Amari Cooper without missing him. So, yeah, 8-8 eight eight for the Cowboys. I, I'm already kind of bored talking about it. but Next up, by default, I have the Eagles at 10 wins. If Brandon Brooks was healthy, I would probably have them a lot more like an 11-win legit playoff team. But the offensive line takes a hit there. They have a lot of healthy receivers again this year, which is nice, considering they had the start... Me and the other guy out down the corner at the street at receiver last year, but Matt, Adam Thielen's cousin. It's an insult to Adam Thielen's cousin, but you still got Zach Ertz and, and Dallas got a few recovers from that concussion. They got a really nice squad of receivers that are actually healthy now. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager, if he could stay healthy, could really take the top off. Defense Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You still got some players there, but this is not the defense that was winning Super Bowls. 11 linebackers on this roster. And not one of them is a guy that you're like, oh yeah, he's an NFL linebacker. That's, yeah. it's weird. They're like the Bears tight ends. Honestly, it's really weird. So, I got them going ten and six because they have the best quarterback in the division. Miles Sanders is not the best running back, but he's maybe the second best running back. No, Saquon's so in there. My scratch that altogether. But they have the best tight ends, good receivers, good defense. Like, honestly, someone has give them to give him fourth best running back because behind Dak, behind Daniel Jones, maybe he's not <laughs> even in the conversation. <laughs> point is, like, someone someone has to win this division. I gave it to the Eagles, and they just they had enough firepower, and I think Carson Wentz is that dude. He can win you some games that other quarterbacks in the division will not win you. And he kind of showed it last year, especially down the stretch. He won and powered them into the division, throwing to another quarterback. And while Carson was doing that, Dak was showing us why he should not get paid $50 million a year while he was not getting to the playoffs and barely getting 8-8 with Zeke and Tony Pollard and Gallup and Amari Cooper and an entire squad of all pros, so... Carson greater than Dak, so Carson get division. That's kind of how I broke this down because this division's terrible. All right, so Brendan, let's hear how you have which team you have going 13 and 3 and 3 and 13 because something tells me you have one of these teams winning way too many games.
1: I probably have a couple winning way too many games, but none of them are 13 and 3. Sorry,
3: 12 and 4. Excuse me. Sorry, approach. 14 and
1: 2, 15 and 1, <laughs> 19 um, and 0. I need to watch my language. Whoa. The, uh... <laughs> No, uh, I, I've i got no love for half of this division. The other half, it's like it was more of like there were surprises than it was trying to be, you know, really, you know, analytical. It was more of a surprise to see them as they, as they unfolded. Um, but at the very bottom of the division, which I don't know if this is still that little bit of hatred from Odell throwing a touchdown on us. But uh, I have the Giants at the very bottom of the division. I have them at one and fifteen.
0: I don't think throwing Um, touchdowns is the base thing on Odell's list of problems right now.
1: (laughs) No, but it is. It is. It might be number two. Losing in overtime to an Odell freaking touchdown.
0: Anyway, let the hate in your heart go and move on.
1: Yep. Uh, Number three in the division at three and thirteen. I have the Redskins.
0: there Those is three oh, the Redskins sorry. Already, just so the team called the The
1: Washington football team. I'm sorry. This is going to be like when at the Rams move. This is going to be when.
0: Though the Rams moving can move. fine. It's when the Chargers move that there is an issue. Yeah. They're always going to be. They're the San, San Diego, Diego Chargers, or. the Los Angeles Rams, and the Washington team. They're not even the football team. They're the Washington team now. It's just Washington. <laughs> I'm going to have outs. a lot
1: of Raiders as well. So I, I, it's just, I grew up with them in specific areas and specific names.
0: It's going to be hard to break that down. So I apologize. All right, so anyway, the Washington team goes what? 3-13. Uh, and 13. Well, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, I don't have high hopes, but I do like Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think he definitely has the ability to get two wins over the Giants. Um, the other one was kind of just a... I, I didn't know who to pick for that game. It was a heads or tails, flip a coin kind of deal. Um, second in the division, I have the Cowboys. Um, and this one, it's more of I have love for the team around him, not so much for the quarterback. I think I have, I have the Cowboys going 10-6. Awesome. I think 6 I think seven of those wins come from the team around Dak, and then the other three come from beating the Washington football team and the Giants. And Dak looking good because they have really got nothing there.
0: Can't argue that. I mean, he is really good at just absolutely destroying washout teams.
1: So, I, yeah, ten and six. And what's funny to me is they had a really sneaky good off offseason when it came to rebuilding their defensive line. I um, mean. It's it's weird for me. They they didn't keep Gerald McCoy. They signed Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, and I know Alden Smith doesn't really count, but and, having those two and then adding Jefferson Griffin and then dropping McCoy, that is just weird and crazy in my
0: mind. Well, Gerald I'm McCoy's concerned. defense, he broke. He didn't really get cut. He just kind of broke, but he or, died. Yeah, yeah he, he he died. And if Alvin Smith yeah. can play, that's dirty. But I have my reservations. Alden Smith I, is the I next Smith. Randy Gregory for the Cowboys. No, Randy Gregory is the next Alvin Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know
3: timeline-wise, yeah, but for the Cowboys, <laughs> no, it's a mess.
1: So I don't know. I, I I think they still had a really good offseason in terms of get keeping their pass rush a little bit of what it was uh, this last year. I don't think they're they directly replace Robert Quinn, but I think that uh, Everson Griffin does make a good argument with his play the last few years to at least keep the pressure um, on on opposing quarterbacks which will obviously help the rest of the defense Um, the other thing that was kind of a uh, under the radar kind of signing was they signed a kicker who's been fairly accurate lately with Greg Zerline so even if it's not a big signing I mean that could be The difference between Going 8 and 8 And 10 and 6 Or 8 and 8 And 9 and 7 Or whatever it may be You know Just those few extra points At the end of the game That they haven't Had consistently In the last few years So it's at least like a few bears iPod.
3: So the, the the little Bears Nightmares come, come in your mind When you're thinking about that
1: Of course they are
3: Okay <laughs> Just making sure Make sure we're on the same page <laughs>
1: We lost gold. You lost Bailey. Same same kind of hurt there. You know,
3: we do not talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Bailey. We talk about not Dan Bailey, who gets to deserve his name after his multiple 60-plus yard field goals and then getting cut and Brett Mayer. Um, man, you missed plenty of kicks in between, so Dude, hit two 60-plus yard field goals back-to-back weeks. I mean, I can't disrespect the man that does that. Broken clock mostly, twice a day. Mostly because I'm sure if he kicked me in the leg, I
0: would lose half of my leg pretty sure his leg was snapping in half considering he's like 110 pounds fair point fair point <laughs> but if if he wasn't go ahead and just tell us what you had let's hear the Cowboys no now. no he still has to he has to he has to go into the Eagles and explain the Eagles pick oh yeah you probably have him with more than 10 wins let's hear this now
1: yeah I, I don't have him with much more than 10 wins I have, have him at 11 and 5 you have two um,
0: teams in this division with double digit wins
1: it shocked me more than I think it's shocking you guys. Trust me.
3: Oh no, it's not shocking me at all. <laughs> You're gonna have to wash your mouth out with soap at this. Continues. You picked the Cardinals at thirteen and three last year. At this point, anything is 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 gravy. Actually, you picked the Bears to have a the top of the divi- or second second in the division this year. The eleven and five Jets of last year.
0: <laughs> I think it was ten and six Jets, but anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Finish your damn pick. Tell us I mean, how much you, you
3: love Carson Wentz, the kid from North Dakota, Montana, whatever the hell else he... No, it's just well, North Dakota. <laughs> I know, but...
1: For me, it's 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 the health uh, of most of the offense that is the big one for me. If they stay healthy compared to last year, yeah, obviously Brandon Brooks takes a huge hit out of their offensive line. Um, they brought back um, Jason Peters to fill in that hole don't know how that will work, but at least he doesn't have to have it. the same quick um,
0: foot, footwork that he did at tackle. Being he actually a saw guard. Thing, he's moving back to tackle again. He actually said he's is moving he? back to left yeah. tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's all you need to know about that offensive line. Jason Peters well, is going to play whatever they ask. Jason Peters, do you yeah. want to play? Yes. All right, you'll go wherever. Okay. You are that side of the offensive line. Lay Johnson is this side, and Jason Kelsey's the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see a problem well, with that, honestly. I mean, it's basically, bizarre.
3: just lean hat sideways, and you'll keep your big body between us and them. That's perfect. I mean, they still have they still have decent pass rush on the defense.
1: They don't have it's it's not going to be as dominant as, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be as dominant of a defense as, say the Cowboys or like the Bears or even like a Bucks team. But with the offense. Being more healthy weapons-wise, I, I I have a hard time going against Wentz. If he can get to even three-quarters of where he was on that MVP run before good. he got hurt, right. I think they've definitely got a strong case. Um, I'm leading the division, 11-5. I know it's it's high for most people, but I, I like
0: it that way. Hey, you and High go together pretty well. So You said it, not me. <laughs> All right, Kelsey, let's hear you rant about your Cowboys for 30 minutes. All right, so first off, let me get this out of the way.
3: Washington football team, you have the stupidest fucking name in the world. Get the hell out of here at 3 and 13. Calm down. Jesus, not that serious. They don't deserve to have a football team anymore. Send them somewhere else. Give them a new owner. I don't care. Do whatever. Send them to London. That's all I can. Whoa, 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 whoa. Send them somewhere close by so I can go to their games. Fair point. Okay, send them to Iowa. It's just as bad as London. Or Nebraska. I mean, you don't have to have them that close now. okay? Okay, anyways... New York Football Giants, by the way, another team who has football in their technical name. So stupid. Anyways, I'm just gonna harp on this part now. Uh, yeah, Saquad's Daniel Jones. They're that's literally their offense. Darius Slayton. Unfortunately, he doesn't have anybody throw him the ball other than Saquon. So here we are, uh, five and eleven for the Giants. Uh, now Philadelphia, I have finishing second in the division. And oh, this, big shock here This purely <laughs> came down to losing Brandon Brooks And Jason Peters being moved to tackle And you have a l- 11 linebackers on your team And two of them Are actual good linebackers Like actual NFL quality linebackers There's only two of them you have 11 linebackers. What are you doing roster wide? What is your
0: what is your roster thought being here? And you brought in a free agent rookie linebacker who is the FCS defense player of the year and you cut him at linebacker. Yeah, you know, what is going on? <laughs> <Ooh, why laughs> what are you doing? Like literally the Okay, this was the Eagles division to lose and they lost
3: it. <laughs> and they did everything in their power this offseason to be like, "Don't worry,
0: Dallas. We got you. <laughs> we'll pave the way for you. We will be your yellow brick road." Just get behind us and follow us to mediocrity. And at the at the fork, you go left, we'll go right. And what's still sad about this division, I have Philly at 7-9.
3: Five of their wins come from in the division. <laughs> so yeah. I, have them, I have them taking both games against Washington and New York each and then splitting with Dallas. So what you're saying is outside the division, they got nothing. Outside the division, they are so screwed. And then that brings me to my Cowboys and I got – Honestly, I finished this pick and I finished their record and I, I triple checked and then redid their record again to make sure I didn't miss anything and then triple checked the redo and then did it again. And so I triple checked the triple check of the triple check. It was a lot of checks because I didn't believe that they could win 11 games. I thought they were eight and eight at best. And yes, that reaction is perfect. Like, I don't get it. It is shocking. Um, I have them finishing 11-5, and five, and it was purely down to their schedule is so winnable, if I gave it to anybody in the NFC North, they could pull out 10 wins.
0: Well.
3: That's not true, I know, but still. I, I Literally, it's it's down to. Anyone in the NFC uh, South could win 10 games yeah. for sure. No, but like this, this entire offense is built around the idea of run first, and as long as they run first with. Zeke or Dak, I love Dak running the ball. I love him with the ball in his hands as long as he's not trying to throw it 40 yards on a dime because that doesn't happen. As long as it's tucked in between his wrist
0: and his elbow, (laughs) not in his palm, ready to sling.
3: Now, I will say what he does well that, you know, people do not – literally no no analyst saying he deserves a contract has ever brought this up. If I want somebody to get me a first down, to get me crucial yards – He's the guy I want the, the ball in his hands. Because I don't mind him running. I like, they need more read options with him and Zeke. More well, zone reads. Like his, his best game plan is you hike the ball, you let him either hand it off to Zeke or roll out of the pocket, get his feet moving, he becomes a thousand times more accurate. And it is the stupidest thing I've ever seen that yes. a guy that can't stand still in a pocket who is six foot forever <laughs> and can throw a fucking dart... Can't stand still and throw
0: 10 yards downfield and hit an open Amari Cooper at all. He's like a really, really, really great value version of Don McNabb. (sighs) Who could throw better on the run than in the pocket. Problem is McNabb could throw in the pocket. But God forbid he throws a fade down the sideline and it
3: lands perfectly in the basket of his receiver every freaking time. Whether his receiver's feet are in or a different story. But it'll land in his receiver's hands every single time. It's like, how
0: do you do that? But then you miss a wide open dig route to Amari Cooper for a touchdown. Or you have Michael Gallup on a post and you throw a damn comeback. And then the moment the game's out of hand, he
3: turns into the best quarterback in the world. The ultimate stat stuffer. As like, long as the game's not winnable, here he comes. Oh, I don't. This man doesn't deserve the contract he's about to get. But at the same time, he deserves the contract he's about to get for the things that aren't talked about. And it's like, I um, want him to be good. I like Dak a lot. But I don't like Dak for the reasons that people are telling me to like Dak, for, because they are not true. So what you're saying is the Dak conundrum continues. Yeah, I hate it. I hate being a Cowboys fan. It's the most miserable fanship
0: ever because you have to hate your team and love your team and hate it at the same time. No, anyone with a brain hates their team, but it's still their team. <sighs> just, problem it's... is you have a brain. If you were like other Cowboys fans without a brain, you'd be just fine. God, just kill me now. I'm on it. How, I don't know how, if it's
3: COVID or what is going to get me through the season, but it's probably going to be a lot of alcohol because I don't know how I'm going to make it watching the Cowboys play week in and week out and expecting them to get 11 wins because literally analyzing the schedules gives me no choice but to expect 11 wins. And that's not even being biased. I literally didn't want them to have 11. I wanted them 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> I wanted them to 8-8 eight and eight so I could be like, yes, you guys are terrible. What if Andy Dalton comes in? If Andy Dalton comes in, something crazy is going to happen, and Amari Cooper is going to become the statistically top five receiver in the league. Because there's something to prove for Andy Dalton. He's on a one-year contract. He is literally just out here throwing darts, and he has no expectations. When he has no expectations,
0: you have what he did in his beginning of his career when they went to the playoffs. And they had good offensive lines in Cincinnati during that time, too. Well, the offensive line disappeared, so did Andy Dalton. So It's
3: not the worst thing in the world to consider – Andy Dalton potentially replacing Dak. I I don't think it'll happen, but I do think there's a very slim possibility that Andy Dalton comes in to replace Dak, and if it does, it's not going to be ugly. So what you're
0: saying is you kind of want it to happen almost. If you had your way, he'd start week one. <sighs> if I had my way, oh here we go. I Dak Prescott
3: would make twelve million dollars a year, and he'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy Dalton would make $5 million a year, and he'd like that. And Zeke would stop getting in trouble in the off-seasons. That's not that... Okay, that's a lot more of an answer than I was looking for, but okay. And the defense would look great on paper and play like absolute dog shit on Sundays. It's an insult to dog shit some weekends, but I get what you're getting at. Dude, I've seen dog shit that plays better than the Cowboys (laughs) defense did last year. But then again, they don't have Jeff Heath, so what am I worried about? I'm the happiest man in the world. No more Byron Jones, though. I, look, all right, so <laughs> as far as the, well, I have not talked about this Byron Jones thing on the, on the podcast, so I have to say it now. Byron Jones, I selfishly wanted him to stay and take a pay cut because if he stays, that defense is a win-now defense. Purely statistically win-now because he finally would have a number two corner – that could actually challenge somebody. Byron Jones has spent his entire career never being challenged because of what people saw on tape. He never was challenged, period. Like never. He never it never had to be, because their their second corner was always terrible in Dallas. But Brandon Carr. Yeah, like I said, no, Odell no. Odell and his two fingers decided to see to that that yeah, Brandon Carr's career ended on that catch.
0: Those two fingers made it to Odell's entire career. Yeah, one hundred percent. He loves he loves things in twos. What can I say? But no, and weird that he's now number two receiver too
3: with the Browns. I mean, his career is kind of falling. God. I don't know how many times we can say this. <laughs> we might have a phone call coming our way soon. There might be a season. This might be our final episode of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We might have a lawyer on the phone. was <laughs> a good time. Too too many jokes, I guess. <laughs> but no, I I do think this is. You know, selfishly, I wanted Byron Jones to stay, but I gotta say for a man in,
0: in his position, doing what he has to do for himself, and getting that cheese, go get paid, man. Going to set to Florida without that tax too warmer, a, de- a good ass head coach and Brian Flores, a, a, a coach that loves defense and loves corners in general. Just a, cl- a team that is clearly building something where the Cowboys, you're just like, well, we're box office. <sighs> Which I hate to say it, but the Cowboys aren't box office anymore. They. Well, I just made people talk about them all
3: the time. No, I know, but just it's like from a fan standpoint, it's embarrassing to hear them say Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and then see six and nine on their <laughs> their record, and they're like, "What? What is that?" Oh what, wait, that's us. Yeah. That's America's team. Oh, how sad.
0: Tony Romo, can you come back? <laughs> uh, don't tempt me. Anyway, that's enough Cowboys talk, so we'll just wrap this one up. So looking at the seeding after all that, how I have it playing out is I have the Saints as the 7th seed, that weird 7th seed wild card crap we have this year. I have the Cardinals as the 6th seed, the Tampa Bay Bucks as the 5th, the Eagles as 4th because someone has to win that division, and I stand by that. The Packers at 3rd, Atlanta taking the division the tiebreaker at number 2, and Seattle taking the division tiebreaker as the top seed in the NFC, so... The road through the NFC will go through Seattle is how I have it play out. Brendan, what is your playoff seating looking like for the NFC? Uh,
1: I have the Saints in first. Um, second place, I've got the Eagles. Third place, the Bears. Fourth place, I've got the Seahawks. Fifth, I have the Niners. Sixth, I have the Cowboys. And seventh, I have the Packers
3: all right i like it I'm surprised you let the packers make it but okay yeah i mean I, i'm surprised you didn't try to, to burn the nfc north standings and in, in into the ground yeah, fair enough <laughs> but no okay so uh no, number seven for me i'm gonna start at the bottom go up uh detroit sneaks in Ah, the um, love affair continues at eight and eight and uh yeah you sure you're not a detroit fan secretly i mean it is big d that you're a fan of so yeah, I, I will say this. Whenever Madden comes out, the first team I play with is never the Cowboys because I know Madden loves the Cowboys. You know who Madden hates? The Lions. The Colts. And the Lions are so fun to beat people with online. So, yeah, I'm secretly a Lions fan. I'll say it. There's no secret about it. It's blatantly obvious. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at six, I have New Orleans. At five, Arizona, um, with a huge turnaround from their 13-3 and three last season. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> now, Arizona 5. Here. Uh, number 4, Green Bay. 3, those dang Dallas Cowboys. 2, Seattle. And number 1, the Tampa Bay Bradies. Okay, I see you. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Brady Yeah, at this point, I'm just coming up with all different <laughs> new names for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. It's too perfect. Uh, Tampa Bay Brady it, 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 we'll, I'll come up with a good one By the end of the season I don't know what it's gonna be But I think right now Tampa Bay Brady's Is my best one Or well, they used to be Called the yucks I mean
0: they, I think it still applies uh, It still works I mean it's still gonna I, be gross Watching Tom Brady Just walk into another division and As long as I don't have to
3: up. Watch him kiss his son again I think I'm all good That was weird
0: on like so many levels yeah we're just not going to get into that right now that was, this, this has gone This episode's been long enough so that'll be it for this episode of the High Low Sports Podcast on our next one we'll go through the playoff brackets for each side to break down our Super Bowl our Super Bowl matchup our Super Bowl winner we'll go over some regular season awards too including who takes home that MVP this year is it a second year quarterback like it has been the last few years or do we go off the grid rookie of the year is it a shafting well we'll find out for sure because we already know he's getting defensive rookie of the year it's chase young even if he doesn't play so yeah I
3: mean, and all i gotta say is if you uh see odell in a bathroom just make sure you sign a prenup first he he a
0: prenup. wow that was kind of a shitty way to end the podcast but all right dude. <laughs> do